As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I want to reiterate that a landing page should have a singular focus. A landing page is not a place where you want to include your top level navigation. You don't want to link you know, off to your blog posts. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to include your most read blog posts or your most popular products, right? Your landing page really should be focused on whatever it is that you're looking to get people to do, whatever action is that you're looking to get people to take. And so, like I said, typically that's going to be to get somebody to sign up for something. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davey Jones. Today on the podcast, we are discussing how to increase the conversion rate of a landing page. We're covering the exact elements of what we look for in a landing page and mistakes to avoid next time you're building a lead generation campaign. This episode has a corresponding blog post and YouTube video. The YouTube video is an actual recording of me reviewing one of our Till Clients webinar registration pages. So you'll see the principles that we discuss in the episode and the blog actually put into practice. We'll link to that in the show notes. Oh, and by the way, our Memorial Day weekend website sale is coming up. You won't want to miss it. Be sure to join our email community if you want to be the first to know when that sale drops. And everything will be on sale from our full website templates to our add-on pages, including some of our most popular add-on pages that were recently released. As always, be sure to check out the show notes at davianchrista.com for the resources that we mentioned during the episode. And we want to hear from you. Let us know what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brands at Book podcast as we move forward. To leave your feedback, just send us a DM on Instagram at davianchrista. Now, on to the episode. Welcome back to the Brands of Book Podcast. Today, we are talking about improving landing page conversion rates. Yes. Exciting. <laughs> you sound excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. So this is based on, not really based on, but an extension of a YouTube video that I put together maybe a few months ago at this point. But if you haven't checked out the YouTube video, highly recommend it. Basically what it is, it has a little bit of an introduction to it, but the core of it is a review I did of one of our clients over at Till, over at Till Agency, of their, I think it was a landing page, you know, it was a webinar registration page. And basically what I was doing in that video was I was training our account managers or just providing them a little additional training on what to look for in a landing page design. Mm -hmm. And so I wanna talk a little bit more about each of those items on the podcast today. 
Cool. But if you're interested in this topic, if you're trying to improve the conversion rates of you know, a, a number of your landing pages, highly recommend checking out that YouTube video as well. And we'll be sure to link to that in the show notes. Before we dive in, I think it might be helpful if you differentiate between a landing page and a website homepage, because there's some confusion about what the differences are between the two. I know some clients that I've worked with have thought that their homepage was a landing page. So can you maybe differentiate between the two and say when you might use a landing page? Sure. So that's a really good question. Now, technically, a landing page is any page on your website or any page of a website that somebody could potentially land on, right? right? So your homepage technically could be a landing page, You know, any sales page. What we have in mind in this discussion is a lead generation landing page. So what we mean by that is a page that you send people to, to collect either their email address or their phone number in order to send them, you know, something in return that might be, you know, somebody signing up for your newsletter. And so Mm -hmm. they're just signing up to receive news from you. It might be that they're registering for a webinar. They might be downloading some sort of lead magnet, like an ebook or something else. But that's really what I have in mind when I talk about a landing page, at least during this episode. A lot of times these pages don't have your typical website header and footer because the goal is to only give them a place to click to put in their email address. And we use these a lot of times to drive people to landing pages from our Facebook ads or from social media. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot that you can learn from you know, improving the conversion rate of a landing page design for the rest of your website as well. So while your homepage, for instance, would probably have, you know, your top level navigation and links off to other pages, you know, to a certain extent, every page on your website should have a singular focus, Mm -hmm. right? Every page on your website should have some sort of purpose and really focus on getting somebody to the next step. Basically, those principles are amplified on a landing page, right? Because you're really, the the whole point of it is to get somebody's email address or to get somebody's phone number if you're following up via text. So yeah. Okay. That's helpful. All right. So what are a few things that we look for on a good landing page, a high converting landing page? Yeah. Awesome. So I think just at the outset, I want to reiterate that a landing page should have a singular focus. A landing page is not a place where you want to include your top level navigation. You don't want to link off to your blog posts. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to include your most read blog posts or your most popular products, right? Your landing page really should be focused on whatever it is that you're looking to get people to do, whatever action is that you're looking to get people to take. And so, like I said, typically that's going to be to get somebody to sign up for something, all right? Email address, webinar registration, you know, whatever it might be, but it's whatever that action is that you want people to take. Now, one of the first things that we're going to look for when we're looking at a landing page design is whether it's mobile responsive. Mm. And one of the reasons that we're going to look, right, is because my guess is that for most of our websites, mobile traffic makes up at least 50% of our traffic, if not more. Mm -hmm. That's going to vary a little from industry to industry. Actually, for our website, a lot of people visit on desktop and you know, there's probably reasons for that. One, people are shopping for websites, right? And so they mm-hmm. want to see the desktop version. But for a lot of us, our mobile traffic is going to be greater than our desktop traffic. And do you find that is like a higher percentage for landing pages, especially if they're coming from something like a Facebook ad? Yeah, that's actually a really a great point. For a lot of our landing pages, our mobile traffic will be higher. Mm. 
Okay. Yep. And for that exact reason, because we're running ads to these pages, you know, people are on social media, typically on their phone. And so that's where they're clicking over. But actually to make purchases, a lot of people are, I'd say we get more traffic from desktop. So what are some elements of a good mobile landing page? Yeah. So content needs to be neatly organized. Mm -hmm. All right. And that's true of desktop as well, but it's even more true of mobile because there's less space. And so sometimes you know, depending on what website platform you're using, especially how things snap into mobile is mm-hmm. going to vary. And so while something might look intuitive on desktop, it doesn't translate over to the mobile version of the site. Mm-hmm. So what you're looking for or what we're always looking for is having, for instance, the call to action above the fold. All right. We want even. And um, maybe explain what the fold is. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so call to action is simply the action, you know, the call to the action that you want people to take, right? The fold, it's a term that comes from newspapers, right? Mm-hmm. So when you get a newspaper, you see half of the page, all right? And so the most important news of the day is above the fold. So right? on a mobile device, that would be the content people see before they scroll. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what we mean by above the fold. The most important content should be up there. All of that content, all right, everything, every time I talk about content, it really needs to be benefit oriented. All right. People need to know what it is that they're getting, mm-hmm. but they also need to know what it's going to do for them, if that makes sense. Do you have an example? Yeah. So, I mean, fitness industry is an easy example, Mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, people don't care so much, like maybe about the specifics of the diet program, Mm -hmm. you know, so much as much as they care about what it's going to make them look like or how it's going to make them feel. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I'm selling some sort of fitness product, I might not necessarily like the benefit oriented language is not necessarily you're going to do 1,100 squats a day. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) As much as it is about how you're going to feel at the end of the program. Right. That makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, same thing with like photography. We talk about this. We use this example a lot where people don't really care about what camera it is that you're using. Right. They care about the memories that are going to be captured, right? So trying to sort of make that mental switch from focusing on features to focusing on benefits. So like one example we use a lot of times for a photographer, a wedding photographer might be like seven tips for a stress-free wedding day or something like that. So then brides know that the outcome of the content that they're getting, the headline that they're seeing is going to be stress-free. So it's benefit-driven. Exactly. Yeah. So trying to keep it as benefit-driven as possible. It needs to be obvious what people are getting mm-hmm. to, you know? So what exactly is it that I'm committing to? Am I just committing to a download? Am I going to have to watch a video, mm-hmm. right? All that kind of stuff is important too, but I would say that it's uh, sort of secondary to the benefit. Okay, cool. And all of that needs to be clear before you scroll? Ideally. Sometimes it's not like, sometimes it's just not possible, but we want to make sure that the call to action especially is as close to above the fold as possible. Mm -hmm. We don't always have, uh, when I design landing pages, I don't always have the actual like embed email address there, but I'll have a button at the top that links down to it. So you jump down to it. Yeah. Yeah. Or it opens up a pop-up. I don't like, you know, pop-ups opening on mobile as much. It's just something that we like to try to stay away from. And if possible, we do try to keep the form above the fold, but yeah. Cool. Anything else that is important to include on a landing page? Oh, yeah. Okay. So we talked about mobile responsiveness. That's one of the first things that we're looking for. You know, one of the primary things, just, you know, for all the reasons that we already mentioned, calls to action, the call to action just being a single clear 
call to action. There's no competing call to action. It is exactly, you know, the action that you want people to take. I'd say that, you know, there are some exceptions to that rule. One of them is if you have maybe, you know, if there's some sort of demo that you can show people before they actually commit to taking whatever the action is, then sometimes that is okay. But I wouldn't take them off of the page to do that. Mm -hmm. That might, you know, you might click on that and a video might pop up and it might provide more explanation. But the circumstances that you would use that, I mean, really, unless you're like a software company or you're providing some sort of free tool to people that's kind of complex, right? right? There's really no reason to include something like that. You're better off just embedding the video on the landing page itself, right? And so call to action be like, download the guide, send me my video. like R- Reserve my the, free seat. Yeah. yeah. Join so, the journey. Okay. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. A hook, all right? Something that will catch the attention of the visitor and draw them in. Mm-hmm. It could, you know, a lot of times it is the title of your download or the title of your webinar, but it doesn't have to be. Okay. All right. So again, we're focusing on benefit focused language, but something that piques people's curiosity and gets them to continue to read. So would it something be like, what if in 10 days you were five pounds later or something like that? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. Something that's obviously related to what it is that you're providing that just gets people to sort of the next step. Cool. Are there any other like details that we should talk about with the actual guide or freebie or anything like that on the page? What do you mean? Like the content of the of Yeah. The like should you include content about what's in, inside or what they're getting? Yeah, absolutely. And so that's one of the things that I had mentioned a little bit earlier. Like people need to know what it is that they're getting. Mm-hmm. Bullet points are really helpful for that. Okay. I would stay away from paragraphs. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we come across, we're doing reviews uh, for clients and we come across long paragraphs of text that explain. And even one paragraph is too long, right? Okay. Uh, I mean, if it has, you know, if it's like an eight sentence paragraph, you know, you probably break that up into bullet points, but you just think about your own behavior when scrolling the web, right? Mm -hmm. You know, even if you're thinking about it in terms of like Instagram caption or Twitter or whatever, typically things are broken up in a way that you can quickly skim it. All right. Mm -hmm. And you want to make sure that your landing page is the same. People are able to quickly skim. They can see the bullet points. Again, those bullet points, you want to give people an idea of what to expect when they download. It can't emphasize enough. Even that should be benefit oriented. Okay. You know, it doesn't matter that your download is 47 pages right? Or, you know, whatever, really focus on the benefits in those bullet points. What, you know, after downloading this guide, what will you be able to achieve? Mm -hmm. Right? So kind of answering that question in those bullet points. Good to know. You might also include a few other things when it comes to your landing page design, social proof. Uh, I think this is especially important if you're trying to reach colder audiences, people who are, you know, maybe they've never heard of you before. They just came across this ad, sounds relevant to what they do. You know, this is an opportunity to build trust with people, to show that you have, that this guide or your product or whatever it is that you do, that you've actually helped people in the past, that you know your stuff. So what are some ways that we can include social proof on a landing page? Like what are some kinds of examples? Yeah. So social proof can be, I mean, anything that kind of elevates your reputation, right? So that might be badges of places that you've been featured. That might be actual testimonials from people. Do they have to be for the product or the thing that people are downloading or can they just be general testimonials? They can be general testimonials. It's always stronger though, if you can make them specific, Okay. right? So if you have people who can give you testimonials about that guide Mm -hmm. specifically, I think that's going to go a longer way. Okay. 
Yeah. So social proof, you don't have to overdo it, but you can't, to a certain extent, you can't really overdo it with social proof. Okay. You just don't want to distract from, again, that conversion, that action that you want people to take. An abbreviated about section. So I would weight social proof more heavily than this. Like I put more value on including social proof than the about section. But again, with cold audiences, they might want to know a little bit more about why it is that they should listen to you. Mm -hmm. All right. So what makes you an expert in this topic? Just what makes you an authority, right? So including sort of an abbreviated about section at the bottom of the landing page can help with this. But again, shouldn't distract and I'm guessing you don't want to have any buttons that click off to their about page no. to learn more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't click. I wouldn't include any buttons that click off to about pages or social media links for that matter. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, on desktop, you know, you can get things. I mean, on mobile too, you can get things to open in a new window. Uh-huh. But on desktop, it's really easy just to click back to the previous window. Yeah, right? I have on, like a million tabs open on my phone. And so I might never find something again. Exactly. So even though that's possible, I wouldn't link off, you know, and if people want to find you on social media, hopefully it's easy enough for them to find you, right? You know, yeah. I'll occasionally do that before downloading something. I'll, you know, maybe check that person out on social media, but like if I feel like I need to, but I wouldn't link off to anything. Okay. All right. What else have we not covered? I feel like that's a pretty good amount of stuff to include on a landing page. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the ones that I've designed and I don't know that I've put anything else on a landing page. I mean, I guess if it's a a webinar, you'd also include details about when it's playing or if it's like a live webinar, right? Yeah. So you'd want to include that kind of information. Mm -hmm. You know, if it is live webinar, generally show up rates are higher for live webinars. If it is live webinar, I definitely include that information. Mm -hmm. If it's a recorded webinar, I probably wouldn't tell people it's recorded. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say one way or another, whether it's recorded or live. You know, one thing that I'll say just, you know, kind of as a general rule here when it comes to landing page design, this is, I think, just true in advertising in general, is it's all about getting people to the next step. That's what you should be hyper-focused on in every element of your design. What do I need to do to get somebody to the next step? Mm-hmm. You don't have to, in the advertisement that gets people to the landing page, sell people your product, right? You just need to pique their curiosity enough to actually get them to click the ad to go to the landing page. Okay. When they're on the landing page, all you have to do is really focus on you know, creating you know, that content in the hook and in the bullet points that gets people to enter their email address, mm-hmm. right? And so I think it's a lot less overwhelming, even troubleshooting a landing page that's not converting well when you're really focused on what is the next step. Okay, that's really helpful. So that's pretty much it when it comes to improving conversion rates for a landing page design. There are a few other things that I'll just mention here. It's sort of, uh, you know, advanced tax, okay. uh, I'll say, right? <laughs> Depending on what it is that you're doing, right? If you are trying to ultimately sell something to somebody, Mm -hmm. which who isn't, right? I mean, if you're doing lead generation, you're ultimately trying to sell somebody something, right? Right. Few things that you can do. One, not everybody who signs up for your email list is going to receive your email. This is going to happen for a number of reasons. One of those reasons, people are going to put in the wrong email address. Some people's uh, email service providers are going to block your emails for some reason, or they're going to go to spam, you know, or whatever, right? Or they put in a spam email address, they only occasionally check, mm-hmm. right? However, nearly 100% of people after they put their email address in or after they put their phone number in are going to land on what page? A thank you page. 
a thank you page, mm-hmm. right? So the thank you page is a great opportunity to put an offer in front of people, or again, you know, whatever that intermediate step is that you feel people need maybe to ultimately become a customer or a client, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, use that real estate. Yes, it should be clear that somebody's download is on their way or, you know, some general directions for what happens next, right? Hey, check your email, make sure you confirm your email in order to actually receive the download, if you don't see the download, check spam, that sort of thing. Right. But below that, you can put an offer, right? You can put, you know, that's a time where maybe you put your best-selling products in front of somebody, mm-hmm. right? For webinars, especially webinars that are already recorded, sending people straight to the webinar page. So instead of sending people an email in which they have to click on a link to go to a webinar, right? Mm-hmm. Just send them straight to the webinar page. A lot of people who sell courses, right? They'll send people straight to the webinar page and then there'll be actually content under the webinar as well. Let's see. A recent client whose landing page I reviewed, she had like FAQs under the webinar page Mm -hmm. that answered some questions that she got about the program that she's selling in the webinar, right? Something else that we've done before is actually put the sales page below the free training, Mm -hmm. right? And so now you have this thank you page that again, nearly 100% of people are landing on and you know that they at least once have seen the sales page, even if they actually don't show up to the webinar and actually watch the webinar. Right? I think we put the replay on the sales page, right? Is that yeah, exactly. What we did? That's, mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm talking about yeah. is any webinar that's already recorded, mm-hmm. right? The webinar is embedded on the page and right. then underneath are, you know, whatever content that you want to put people in front of people at that point. Right. And so again, just thinking through general email open rates, right? I mean, a good open rate, I mean, that's even in the ballpark of 30% right? And a good click rate, anywhere between what, two and 5%, mm-hmm. right? And anything higher than that, that's good too, of course, you know? But point being is this is an opportunity to get in front of 100% of people at least once. Mm-hmm. So anyways, just wanted to toss that out there. <laughs> you won't find that in the YouTube video. Anything else that we should cover? If you don't want to do all of this yourself and you want to save yourself some time, we have some free templates for Show It and WordPress Elementor free landing page templates. And you can get them on our shop. So daveingrista.com slash shop. And we have all of these elements included exactly like Davey just talked through. Yep, exactly. So if you don't want to do it yourself, go and download those and Mm -hmm. they're free. Yes, they are. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, that was a good one. That was quick. If you have any questions about this, feel free to send us a DM on Instagram at Krista. You can also head on over to the show notes to access any of the resources that we mentioned during this episode. And as always, we want to create content that you're interested in. And the easiest way to know that you're interested in something is for you all to send us an email or a DM asking questions or letting us know. So feel free to do that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to deviantcrista.com. 